Let's start with the big picture walls. Yeah. So traction. So what is it? Um, yeah, it, there's a, there's a two page business plan and traction and, and this book gives you all of these resources and we use them pretty much to a T. We make some slight, slight tweaks, but, um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's all here for you. You can go buy and sell and have any sort of strategy that you want and put your own fingerprint on your business, but you don't have to recreate an operating system and make it even that much more difficult. Business is hard enough. Use this operating system to go be more powerful with your ideas and strategies. You're listening to The Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello, welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. Hey, Lucas. How are uh, you? Good, Sam. How are you doing? It's Friday. It's Friday. About to do it. My way. way. I'm the rap. one that's supposed to be rapping. Yes, you are going to rap. I've actually started it. What? The rap. You started the rap? Yeah. Nice. Luke's going to rap on the 50th episode. We are currently episode 36. So 14 more episodes and you will be rapping. Yeah, I got some good bars. For the world. Yeah, I'm going to spit out fire. I might get signed off this. A label is going to sign they you. They might, dude. I mean, this Def is Jam Records, let's go. This is not going to be bad. It's going to be very good. Is Def Jam Records a label? Yeah. Okay, name another label. Uh, Shady. Shady Aftermath label. Yeah. Awesome. I know labels. Maybe, maybe this episode we are. That's what we're going to do. This episode... Are we are going to do the top ten? Um, our our random little chat there at the end is going to be the top ten um, rappers of all time. We're going to do a draft at the end of this episode. Be fun. Do you want to talk about the, why is this here? Um, let me talk about we're talk about the episode. Then we'll get to that. So okay. today we're going to talk about how to structure your business. Whether you're um, a house flipper, a um, you know rehabber, a landlord, you want to do those things. You own a small landscaping hair business, salon, hair salon, um, you know, small tattoo shop. If you you know own some restaurants, whatever smaller business you're in, even if it's decent sized employees, yeah. we're going to show you a extremely powerful way to structure your organization, to treat like an organization, to maximize you and your team members to the fullest because these big corporations, they have people that have consultants and most of them have been around 50 to 75 years. So they have proof in the pudding. They have things that work and don't work for their industry. And you know they have people that they hire and pay and stakeholders and all this stuff that small businesses simply do not have. I feel like a lot of small businesses just kind of flail in the wind. And if they're just overwork it, then they make it work. So anyways, we're going to talk about the Thanos hand here in a second. But that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you think about that topic? I love it. I think um, the hardest part of, of starting a business and transitioning into where it doesn't 100%, the hardest part is where it doesn't 100% rely on you. And I think that's the, the vision and goal of every entrepreneur when they get started is, uh, you know, maybe you'll have to work 70, 80 hours a week to get it off the ground. But at some point, um, elevate yourself to where, you know, you can work when you want or um, you can work on the things that you want to work on because you have an awesome team below you and you have the right structure in your business. And uh, the operating system that we're going to be talking about today will help you get there faster and more efficiently. I love it. So there you go. That Lucas was pointing earlier for those that are listening. Sorry, but he was pointing to the the scoreboard, right? 
No, you're pointing to the Thanos hand. We have a scoreboard. I have two. Lucas has three. We we crumble up our outlines at the end of every episode, and we shoot it in the trash can. Everybody gets to hear and see what happens, so it's very exciting. It's like the crescendo. It's it's a big deal in this space. It's huge. It's a big. In the real estate it, space. It's huge, us throwing these things. Yeah, huge. so you're 50% right now, two of four, and I'm 75%, three of four, right? We've only done four times yes, so far. correct. Right? Yep. So, yeah. So that's that. But the other thing he was talking about is this. Thanos, the thing is, 95% of people that are taking this in are listening. That's why I didn't get in that too oh. much. There's going to like three people on YouTube watching Put this. Put the Thanos hand on. Put, okay, fine. We have a Thanos. It feels we have, on your we have a Thanos hand of all the Affinity Stones that Dude. a couple of incredible guys, Dean and Ryan, who we had, they won the podcast giveaway, which we might do again. Real we, sturdy. We flew, wood. we flew them out from Baltimore, and we talked about Marvel. Luke's and I are kind of Marvel geeks, actually. And we talked about Thanos and the Affinity Stones and how that little gauntlet he wears can... You know, each stone could be the burrs, and they did it. If you can see, they they gave us this thing, and each of these stones lights up, and it says Uh-oh. the burrs method on it. High uh, quality. I, I well, I, I wish it was my left hand, honest, or I wish it was my right hand, honestly, but I broke it for now. But anyways, it's awesome, Ryan and Dean. You guys are incredible. Yep, it's really fun. Super cool gift. I'll take it off. I'm not gonna snap my fingers. And make you all turn to dust. No, but I might <laughs> snap it and make um, inflation go down a little bit. Ooh, you, didn't you already snap it? Yeah, and it went down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I might do that. I did. I, I did it the other day for to the crypto market. It went down <laughs> <laughs> just like Thanos did. So, so you could buy more, right? Yes. Yeah. It's going to go down again this weekend a lot. Dude. I got a lot of money ready. So you're gonna snap. Yeah, I talked. I thought you said it was at the bottom last week. I thought I no, I didn't say it was at the bottom. It was yesterday. Okay, I thought you said it was at the bottom yesterday. All I was saying was everybody thinks it's going to crash. Like it could be the bottom right now. Nobody knows. Every nobody can predict it. If they predicted it, nobody can predict it. Was my point. You're like, oh, we're going to go down. Like you don't know. I don't know either. I don't. You're right. But anyways, I you acted like you know. (laughs) I think it's going to go down a little more. All right, so. A lot of uh, big corporations have advantages, Lucas. They have more money. They have more um, resources. But it also makes them slower to move, less accountability. I feel like it's more, um, what do you want to call I don't know, more complacency maybe just because there's so many people doing no you don't know mm-hmm. if everybody's doing their job. Nobody, you know. People feel like they don't have a say and, and what they do on a day-to-day basis actually matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, a lot of companies that might be true, mm-hmm. but in, in companies like ours where we got 35 people, you know, everybody's here for a reason and uh, everybody's got to pull their own weight and they do. We have an awesome team. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, like we, we got a lot of people from bigger corporations come to us because they want to get out of that environment. They mm-hmm. want growth. They want uh, to be able to have an effect on something. And uh we we hear a lot of times where there, there's board meetings at these big companies and, you know, they present ideas and everybody thinks it's a good idea and then nothing ever happens to that idea. Uh, or that idea takes a year and a half to finally come to fruition where, um, you know, we, we structure our business that everybody has a say. And if it's a good idea, no matter who it says, we're able to implement that idea on a very quick and agile way in a very quick and agile way yep that's kind of what i was getting at exactly was um disadvantages and advantages of big businesses and small businesses the biggest disadvantage of small businesses is the structure and organization so the advantage of being agile but if you can tack on what we're going to talk about today if you can tack on your agileness yeah we make up so many words on this podcast agileness is that a word okay you can have the agileness of small businesses 
the impact of small business, yeah. but also we're going to show you how to have the organization and something that has blown, I don't know, blown our businesses up, but we are yes. much more successful with what we're going to talk about today, which is, da, 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 that was that was supposed to be like a percussion, but that's not what a... How, how do you make a snare drum with your mouth? Because I can't roll my tongue. There you go. Is um, traction by Gino Wickman? It's it, the um, system we're going to break down is called the em, Employee Entrepreneur, the Entrepreneurial Operating, operating system. system EOS, like iOS for your phone, but EOS is for entrepreneurs with small businesses. It's literally how to take your business to wherever you want to go, and you break it down all the way to the base level. Do you kind of want to? Do you want to break down a little bit of the background of um, of traction? Then I thought we just would start out with with the big picture and work our way down to the to the daily sounds good i'll, I'll start even a little bit before that but uh, do it so traction is a book uh if you own a business or looking into building a rental portfolio or flipping houses buy the book, buy the book number one uh we'll we'll touch on the high level parts of it but Should, buy the i'll book. send it to you it's that powerful yeah. like if you're that important it's really it, and it's an, you know a lot of books have changed the trajectory of our business but uh this one in particular has has really allowed us to organize our thoughts and minds and uh scale the business with less resistance and uh, it will continue to allow us to do so. So read the book. It's like 10 chapters or something like that. Um, and each chapter is extremely important. For example, one chapter is on people, one chapter is on vision, one chapter is on um, flywheel and uh, creating momentum and not stopping that momentum. And uh, read the book. It's a little dry, especially if you're a visionary type person, but if you're an operator, uh, integrator type personality, um, then you, you might love it. But if you're visionary like like Sam and a little bit of myself, um, it might be a little dry, but it's so important and powerful to to push through it. The, the, the point of the book is not to be this um, exhilarating read. It's to change your life and your business for the better. And to me, that is exhilarating, but sometimes it's the steps you got to put in place might, might seem a little boring to get there. Um, so yeah, so, so traction, um, but it's necessary real quick. I, yeah, I get go it going, going to the gym and like walking on the treadmill or elliptical and running, that's boring, but you know, you have to do that if you want to get in shape or lose weight. So it's one of those things that not everything moves the needle. So not everything that's boring you have to do, but this is something, if you think it's boring, which I'm very much a visionary, you are too. I still love this book. I've read it like four times. So I think understanding the importance and the impact of it will make you want to do it more and just suck it up. If you if you hate sitting down and reading or listening to a book, which I don't think people listening to this probably necessarily hate that. Um, anyway, I just, I, I just think knowing the power of it, if you at all are contemplating sitting down and actually implementing because it's not super exciting, get over that because it's important. Yeah. And I mean, you just like working out, you can make working out fun. You can make you can make this fun too. Um, so yeah, don't, don't let that, don't let that hold. Obviously, you, up. you can make working out fun, Lucas. Look at that. Yeah, that is impressive. What if you had to guess the circumference of your bicep right now? What would you say it would be? I don't know, like twelve inch, ten inches, maybe. Got to be more than that. I don't know. I have this is the this is the least muscle mass I feel like I've had in probably twenty years. So yeah, I got to get back in the gym. We'll make it. Lies are starting to sleep through the night, so I'm going to start getting back to the gym. We need a traction book for. At home, at home workouts. Uh, let's cable do it. machines. Cable cables. Push ups. Sit ups. Yeah. Squ air squats. That's all you gotta do. Honestly. Yeah. That's all. We, yeah. That's all we're gonna do. <laughs> yes. And if you do that enough, that'll make an impact. All right. All let's right. talk about. Let's start with the big picture walls. Yeah. So traction. So what is it? Um. Yeah. It, there's a there's a two page business plan in traction and and 
this book gives you all of these resources, and we use them pretty much to a T. We make some slight, slight tweaks, but um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's all here for you. You can go buy and sell and have any sort of strategy that you want and put your own fingerprint on your business, but you don't have to recreate an operating system and make it even that much more difficult. Business is hard enough. Use this operating system to go be more powerful with your ideas and strategies. So two-page business plan um, starts off with like the, the vision, the ideology of your company, you know, core values, mission, marketing strategy, five-year picture, uh, sorry, five-year target, three-year picture. So page one, oh, that's beautiful. Look at that. So page one is over there on the left. Uh, if you if you're if you're watching, where you get your core values, your core focus, which is like your niche, uh, you can do a ten year target or five year target, or you don't even have to have a time frame for it. Just make it something your long term target, and this is what we're striving for. And when we hit it, we hit it. Uh, marketing strategy, and then three year picture. So your ten year target is meant to um, kind of stretch your your thought process and figure out, um, you know, throw something out there big. And you don't have to figure out how to get there right now, but subconsciously, every decision that you make in your business will be going towards that that long-term vision. Your three-year picture is a little more actionable steps. That's that's a little sooner in the future, and you can kind of start seeing what would need to be in your place for your um, business to look like that. So that's page one. Any anything else you want to talk about? Page one on the vision page or the. No, I just think the biggest thing is, and we're getting ready to break it down, is just kind of laying out what these next few minutes were going to be that we're going to talk about. And then I think we'll use one of our companies, probably the flipping company, as an example to give you some real-life context. But in general, what this is, is taking a big-ass idea, a big-ass goal. Like for this, I'll just use the you know, education companies to be a top five real estate education um, company in the country. That's it. That's our five-year vision. Uh, we're into, about to be into year four now. Like We have no idea how we're going to get there. When we created that vision last year, we didn't know we were going to have a podcast. We didn't know that we were going to have 2 million followers. We didn't know we were going to have 800 students. We didn't know anything. We just knew this is where we want to go, and let's start to take the steps that are necessary to get there. And the beautiful thing about traction, it gives you a model to do that. Because if you say you want to you know, walk, what uh, what is the saying? If you want to walk you know, uh, 10,000 miles, you got to figure out a path to get there. If you want to drive from San Francisco to New York, you can't just drive east. you got to kind of have a path to get there. And that's what this is. So it just takes that big vision and gives you some path and some accountability along the way. And that's what we're going to continue to break down as we work our way from the big-ass long-term goal all the way down to you know an actual daily to-do. We're going to go from a daily needle mover to five years down the road. Beautiful. Yep. So the vision is what the vision is, you know, uh, and then we got to talk about those daily and weekly tasks to get there. So go to page two of the of the business plan, and it talks about your annual goals. So your goals for this year, and then it goes to your quarterly goals or quarterly rocks is what this book calls them, as you'll get to know that. And uh, what are the the big uh, rocks or goals that you want to accomplish this quarter to move the needle on your business? And then it goes to um, uh, uh, your issues list and things that you're struggling with with your business that you need to solve at some point. Maybe it's not this quarter, maybe it's not this year, but at some point you're going to have to address these to be able to move your business forward. So uh, that's kind of how it's set up. Um, it also has uh, um, included in the entrepreneurial operating system. The EOS is a, a weekly a meeting with your entire team for most of you guys. Um, and it, within that is everybody has accountability for not only their quarterly rocks, but weekly to-dos. And uh, that'll that'll help everybody be accountable and 
just let everybody know what's going on in the business too so everybody's on the same page. Yeah, exactly. So it's something to where people just, and we're kind of jumping down a little bit, which Lucas just ran you through the whole process, but we're kind of jumping down to the L10 meetings, which is the most prevalent thing, the level 10 meetings. Um, that's on, goes, that happens on a weekly basis, yep. but people just have meetings and we used to do it. And, you know, I don't even remember really, but we used to just have meetings. There'd be a rough agenda. It would change. The time would change. Everything would kind of change and it would happen, but it wouldn't be very impactful. But as soon as you structure your meetings the same way with the, you know, little intro and then the company update and then the goals and then the, you know, to do's and then the issues, once you structure your meetings like that every single week, the exact same way, then this starts to get, which is part of the reason the book's called traction, but it starts to get traction. Everybody starts to kind of understand their roles. And then the meetings just get more impactful every single time. There's issues that you get into, you know, everybody has professional expectation, understanding of what's going on, as opposed to just throwing six people in a room and let's talk and one person will lead it and get out of control. And not every meeting's perfect, but at least we have the structure to lean back on if we get out of whack and everybody believes in the structure. So it just makes it a lot more impactful. Those hour 15 minute meetings are, are extremely powerful. Yeah, I agree. So on a weekly basis, what does is, what is traction look like? There's there's two things on a weekly basis uh, for, for people of your size, probably companies. Um, uh, number one is ev- everybody has a direct leader that they have a weekly check-in with. 30 minutes, what am I doing? What do I need to accomplish? That leader gives them some direction for the week and then they go, they go accomplish it. Um, Number two is the the level 10 meeting. Your entire team gets together and executes an, about an hour long, maybe 90 minutes, depending on the size of your team and what you got to get through, Le- level 10 meeting. And uh, you'll figure out what a level 10 is once you read this book. Um, but it has a, an awesome agenda in there already. It's got a scorecard so you can keep track of numbers and cool stuff like that. So that's on a weekly basis. Uh, and then it, we nothing really on a monthly basis, but on a quarterly basis, uh, we do what's called a retreat and they're a, a lot of fun. We do every quarter, we do a retreat for every one of our businesses where the uh, the team members of that business go away from the office, sit down for an entire day and strategize about, you know, what went wrong last quarter, what went right, and what we want to accomplish this next coming quarter. Uh, so we do that quarterly. Um, and then annually, we do an annual retreat. Um, so that's that's kind of the cadence of, of what the meetings, meetings, people call meetings, but and our, our meetings are, are super powerful to the point. And at the end of every meeting, we rate them from one to 10 to make sure we're staying on topic, on task, and on time. Yeah. And I've been in corporate meetings before in my old job. And these meetings are so much more impactful. They're not just meetings to have meetings or meetings about meetings, as everybody jokes about. These are like to the point, they're actionable. So they're they're way more powerful than these big corporations that have all these whatever, these Sigma Sixes or all this other crap that people um, you know, look into. This probably has some validity, but they are more powerful than even the big corporate meetings. And another thing I want to touch on, Lucas, a little bit. So to kind of round that part out. This is just going to help you take your long-term vision and give you a structure to make it happen to the daily task. Now, another thing that I really like about it, and it makes sense, and someone might say, duh, I didn't really think about it this way, but it kind of tells you how to structure your business with you know a, a visionary type CEO position, a COO operator type position. And then it says, these are the three um, you know different organizational 
you know, divisions. Air, divisions. Yeah, yeah, that's the word that you need. You you can do it. Other things you can add on to it, but you have to have sales and marketing, yep. operations, and finance. Yep. And when we got started, our businesses were decent size. We didn't have it bucketed out exactly like that, or we didn't have that in our head or on paper. So it it gives you a very simple accountability chart. I guess is the the term that everybody knows. A, accountability chart that any company, any size, any industry can use and grow from. Yeah, people. The people component is a huge component of the traction model and getting the right people in the right seats and organizing your accountability chart. The clearer you can get on an accountability chart or organizational chart, whatever you want to call it, um, the better your company will run. If you get that part right, you know, everything else is going to fall into place. Yep, exactly. And uh, um, and then um, another, I guess that was, a, I kind of want to talk about the accountability part and the corporate structure. So kind of want to talk a little bit, do you want, you mind breaking down the flipping? I know it's changing, kind of breaking down the flipping's path and everything for the flipping company. You're talking like about- just like our five-year vision or yeah, whatever. And I yeah. know that's going to change. But what it is now, just to give them some context, I feel like that's more um, applicable to people than my education company okay. where that's going. Yeah, I'll keep Because most people are real estate investors. I'll keep it simple for sure. So uh, in, our, in our flipping business, you know, right now we're, we're going to do about uh, 260 uh, purchase transactions this year, give or take. A lot of those are packages. So we'll, we'll, we'll buy, you know, 320 houses this year, give or take. Don't mark it down. Sam just made a Celsius in the trash can and thinks he's going to mark it, tally it up. That's only for paper, bro. Anyway, um, so a long-term vision uh, for flipping is uh, 500 house buys. So that's what we want to get to within five years uh, is our goal. And uh, we don't know how exactly we're going to do it or what our team needs to look like at that point. We don't We don't have to. That's not the point. The point is set a big goal and to subconsciously start making steps toward that each year. And you know, you revisit that each year too to figure out if you need to tweak your long-term target because maybe you're getting too close on it. Maybe next year we do 400 and, you know, five years, we're going to do way more than 500. And that is the point to to stretch your mind and stretch your team to be thinking about this so you can crush those, um, the things, the goals that you put down. Three-year picture, uh, I think it's a four, no, it, yeah, I think it's 400, 400 house purchases. And then with the three-year picture, we start to break down what does that look like? How many salespeople? How many staff accountants? How many project managers do we need? Um, how many leaders do we need on our team? What does our marketing budget have to look like? So we dig into each division that Sam was talking about earlier and, and try to figure out you know, what type of money is involved in that uh, division, what, what's the spend look like, and what does the team look like? And uh, that'll help us. you know. And then we got the top line number with the 400 houses, and then we can kind of figure out what is our profit margin going to be if we, if we do this and our team looks like this. I like it. Keep going. What else you want? Oh, well, we did five year, three year, and then our one year. Um, yeah, one year. So we're getting ready to do it. Yeah. Next so I week. guess that's yeah. Um, but it, it's it's not going to be a whole bunch on do more houses next year. And I think that's a good lesson for yes, for anybody, is. right? Um, you know, in in this market, I think getting better is more important than getting bigger and just getting really strong structurally and foundationally. So when we do start to see the shift in the market back the other way. We're able to pounce on it and jump on it and continue that real extreme growth that we've had over the past four or five years. But um, you know, we're not gonna grow just to grow. I think that would be kind of kind of dangerous right now, honestly. So we're we're gonna do probably about the same amount of houses as we did this past year, next year, but we're gonna make more money doing it because we're gonna be better. I like it. Awesome. All right. So 
I'm actually really, um, I'm a little excited and a little nervous because, you know, the rap game is your game. It's not my game. I'm playing in your arena. Are we but, doing rappers right now? Yeah, we're doing oh, rappers boy. right now. But it doesn't mean I can't come correct and win this. Like, it's, it's not over. No. You got to play the game. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do, we've, I've seen a ton of people do this on social media. It's fun. We've kind of struggled a little bit with what to do with this section of, we want to let people in on, you know, us being silly and goofy and we've done, you know, our favorite holiday or we've had random thoughts. Like when you say the word forwards, your lips go forward. When you say the word back, your lips go back. We've done weird stuff like that. But right now we're going to do a draft. So, um, Jaden, who, who gets the number one pick of the draft, me or Lucas? You would, you little shit. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a draft. We're going to do a top 10 rappers of all time. Luke gets five, I get five, and I already know. All right, so the number with the number two pick, I'm going to – Luke's going to pick Eminem. What, yeah, so I think, you know, this one and our next episode is – there's going to be a little biasness in there, That's which makes it, it fun. Mm -hmm. But this is of all time, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Eminem, number one. And I think a lot of people would if they're talking ah. about skill and impact. Yeah, I think he would be up there. For I sure. mean, I Googled it and like every list he was number one or most of them. Okay. So I don't think it's like it's it's very personal to you because yeah. you grew up, you know, loving him and yeah. you grew up in the area. And it's true. It's not just like you're picking somebody you like and nobody else agrees with. Yeah, Eminem sure. is is up there. Yeah, there's some good ones. Next. Yeah, I know. I I gotta go Jay Z. I like that pick. I, I like that pick a lot. I, I feel like I kinda have to do that. He's just um the longevity, the business. I mean, yeah. that, I take that into it. He's a businessman, not a businessman. Yeah. Let me handle my business. Have you ever had like the Damn. rappers like compared to like the best basketball players of one time? Like mm -hmm. which one's which? And a lot of people, Jay Z is like the, the LeBron, just, uh, just 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 successful in a lot of different things. A lot of different business things for and, yeah. a long time. Yep. All right. So um, you got Eminem. I got Jay Z. What's up next? Know, I, I'm gonna go big, and I'm gonna go Tupac. Tupac. All right, you said big, but then you said Tupac, so you kind of kind of tricked me. So Tupac, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Don't worry, he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I gotta go, and, and this was like kind of before my time. I've heard the songs, and I just the impact. I I gotta go. Notorious B.I.G. There you go. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. Nowadays, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go Drake. Drake. That's what I was gonna do. I thought for sure you were gonna do Jake Cole or something. I love Jake Cole. I know. Yeah. Um, all right. So who do you have? You got I got M, Drake, and Tupac. <laughs> I got Jay Z and yeah, B.I.G. You got a lot of East Coast. Notorious. Yeah. He doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, well I mean, gosh, he he was passed away before Jaden was even born. That's true. I like how what, what year were you born, Jaden? Are we going on skill or impact? Like whatever you want. You know, incredibly, I don't think I'm going to pick him. An incredibly respected rapper is Andre 3000. Yeah, you could do. You could go there. But you gotta. I'm going to do it. Recency bias away. I'm talking long time. Long like. I'm going. I'm going. Yay. Ooh, I like that one. Like I saw some the other day. They're like, I can't believe like he's where he is. He made Dropout. Or he made pre, uh, uh, what a pre-registration and uh, Kyle, those albums are incredible. Yeah, those albums he made. They're the, great. The, yeah, and I'm gonna go a little different here. Not really different, but I'm gonna go Lil Wayne. Lil number Wayne, four. okay. Lil Wayne, number four. Like when I was in college, man, there was there was nobody better. Like you know, '06 through. 2012 when I was in college, those six years. <laughs> those, yeah, I mean, he was he was on every every radio, everybody's car, everybody was bumping Lil Wayne for a long time, and he was he was just the best 
for a long, long time. It he made was. so many songs. He was. He would come out with like a new album or mixtape every single, every single month. It was unbelievable. All right. Well, I'm gonna go um, with probably a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, surprise to you, maybe. But this dude been around a long time. He's into a lot of different things now, not just rap. He's 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 culturally extremely significant from like Killer Mike. Yeah, from well, like uh, um, from like all ranges. I'm I'm gonna go Snoop. Okay, he's with Martha Stewart. He's on he's on TV shows. He's all over the place now. He's in move. He's in a ton of movies. He's in jail way less than Martha Stewart. Yes, he's in jail <laughs> way less than Martha. So who? So hold on, recap. Who are your top four so top far? Top four so far: M, Pac, Drake, Wayne. I got. And you got J, Biggie, Yay, and Snoop. All right. Yep. I know who your fifth's going to be. Yeah, I got to go with probably my my favorite of the last 10 years is uh, Jermaine Cole, J. Cole. I'm going to go J. Cole, number five. I like it. That's not a bad pick. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with somebody that's got some um, – a lot of people say he's really good that I don't know very well, but I just I feel like I got to beef mine up a little bit. I'm not going to go 50. I like 50 a yeah, lot. Yeah, that would be a big one. 50s, but I'm not going to go. I'm going to go even – I feel like probably more like longevity um, and like a little older school. I'm going to go Nas. Ooh, that's I feel a like that kind of bolsters up my my. I feel like you got the number one pick, so you got that's a big advantage when you're only drafting five. It's not like you're drafting thirty. So I would say if we, but if, it's it's so subjective too. I get it, but I feel yeah. like if we battle, I'm saying I'll win forty percent of the time, you win six percent of the time. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different ways. We I'm did saying this it's here. close. It still, is close, but yours are pretty powerful. Yeah, who was I supposed to pick? I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. So so let's do some honorable mentions. I'd say Fifty Cent has had a huge impact for sure. Um, um, Kendrick Lamar is uh, would be uh, be up there as well. Um, probably be my number six pick, and um, Ti I think is Ti is some. a good one. I mean, and I mean a little bit below honorable mention. I think you could throw Ice Cube in there. Um, Luda, and then I mean Luda. He's had yeah. a hell of a year or a hell of a career. Yeah, and then I mean like, but and then the and, you, go, and you know we we started listening to rap when we were like you know. 13, 12, I don't 13. Even so we were to like rap that 1999, much. we started listening to rap. So anything before that is a little bit listening. before our time. Yeah. And and some good honorable mention I think were thrown there. Lauren Hill's made a lot of an impact and Missy Elliott, I think. Like, Ooh, and then, yeah. of course, we got like Cardi. Cardi's and, killing it. And she might, Nikki might be up there one day. You never yeah, know. They're, I think they're, 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 they're both close. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I love, I, I'd say my maybe six pick might be Cardi. I love that girl. Yeah. She's she kind of crazy. She can spit. She can spit. She she yeah. she just puts out like hits. They're just like, yeah. all right. I hear Bangers. a song like that's gonna blow up. Bangers. That's gonna blow up. Bangers. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We like to have a little bit of fun. You learn a little bit about traction, and you learn Lucas and I rappers. Uh, you know who we like kind of like as rappers. So Lucas, you're leading. You got to throw this. Uh, got to throw this after Ooh. we tell people to please subscribe. I don't think this works. The only way we get um subscriptions and we get ratings and five star reviews are like me putting it on Instagram. Nobody does it because I'm telling to them too but if you wouldn't mind and you haven't yet giving us a, a five-star review and a rating you don't have to but be a lot cooler if you did all right walls oh, oh i hit the, the wire there's a wire in the way <laughs> all right let's see it let's go all three right to tie three. It up. thanks for listening to today's episode we hope you got some major value from our conversation if you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. 
If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes along with all our social media handles so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show. 